You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back in to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs Training Camp Report. Day 16, a full team practice is in the books. It's another light practice in St. Joseph, Missouri. I had a Sunday's preseason opener against the New Orleans Saints, but it's been a busy morning around Arrowhead Pride, so let me welcome in the fearless leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Swain, how is it up in St. Joe? You said it's barbecue day? Yeah, each and every year, because our barbecue is nice enough to not only feed the whole team as a treat, but they do offer some portions to the media as well. So we're we're in the media core, really, really excited to take on some Zarda barbecue. Weather-wise, it, it's really heated up. It's been a pretty cool, relatively cool training camp, and the, the heat is back today. So I think the players were happy that it was another light practice. It's one thing, you know, working in the media, covering teams is like you get excited about Super Bowls <laughs> and games and all of that stuff. But I have never seen media members light up more than when there's free food, uh, especially after a hot day in St. Joseph, Missouri. So uh, I'm sure everybody is amped for that. And it was a light practice for the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll get right into it. Uh, not practicing on Friday for the Chiefs. Tight end Jody Fortson, defensive tackle Chris Jones, still not in attendance. We'll get to him here pretty quick. Cornerback uh, Legarius Sneed also out. No Kadarius Tony. And Tershawn Wharton was out of practice as well on Friday. So I want to start with Legarius Sneed because, uh, as I already mentioned, Sunday preseason opener against the New Orleans Saints. We don't necessarily expect the starters to see a ton of action in preseason game number one. But when do we start need to really start to get worried about Legereus Sneed in this knee injury that has seemed to be an issue for the last couple of years? Yeah, it doesn't seem good this this time around. They've held him out for quite a while now. And, you know, once you see it go more than a week, which I believe it it has, you start to wonder, is there a bigger problem here? Like, are they going to have to do something when it comes to surgery or, or whatnot? Andy Reid has said when asked about it that it's just been swelling and trying to calm it down but I just wonder uh, as well it's just been a while and I, I don't think we'll see him on Sunday Jalen Watson will be your base quarterback with Trent McDuffie with Joshua Williams coming on but it is worth wondering I think at this point Steve yeah it's you know and we talked about Nazee Johnson who is obviously done for the season and that that deep secondary for the Chiefs but Legarius Sneed is a very important player in that secondary. So you don't you hate to see this kind of missed time uh, ahead of the regular season, but hopefully the Chiefs are confident that it isn't going to be a significant thing that requires surgery or something and, and winds up having him miss significant time to start the year. But we definitely need to see him get back on the practice field here pretty soon. Um, and I already mentioned Chris Jones, uh, obviously somebody that we would like to see get back on the practice field here pretty quick. Uh, if he would actually report, I, I tend to believe at this point, 
And, you know, we shared a clip from show and BK this morning expressing our thoughts that there's just a 0% chance Chris Jones is going to sit out regular season games. And Chris Jones decided to respond to that uh, from his Twitter account on Arrowhead Pride saying, you're just hoping I don't. I assume referencing that we're hoping he doesn't miss games. Uh, Pete, how are we feeling on Chris Jones at this point? I think by my tally, he's up to $850,000 in fines right now. Well, I, I mean, this is the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Let this be a, a formal invitation to Chris. If he wants to come on to the, the show, he can make sure they get show and BK back and they can have a discussion about it. He doesn't have to just tweet back at us. But if he, if he is listening, of course, which we can assume uh, at this point. But yeah, I, I think it's just a, it seems like a disgruntled player. I mentioned this the last time around that Chris Jones, when he was looking for a contract, it did get a little bit mean, dicey at the end where you started to see the threat of a potential regular season holdout. I think the sooner that Jones gets back into the mix here, you know, at St. Joe or with the team even back in Kansas City, I think things will ease. A lot of times when when I think just in general, like people are away from each other, it's a little bit easier to um, send messaging in the sense of I'm being unhappy, where it's a lot harder to, to say those type of things to somebody's face. So I think the sooner that these two sides can meet face to face in person, I think that's when you start to see some bending. And then hopefully uh, you nip this in the bud, you get Chris in the building and then you're, you're good for. Uh, 2023 I, I don't know when the social media and, and some of the mixed messaging ends I, I I think at a certain point it's going to get tiresome I'm not sure if we've reached that already uh in, in a sense but uh I, like I said I, I'll go back to that original point I think the sooner these sides can get together face to face I think that's how this thing gets resolved yeah and you know he's racking up the fines right now but the, obviously he doesn't seem to be too concerned about that chiefs training camp does break next wednesday august 17th so i think once we get into next week and we're pushing preseason game number two and the chiefs are back at arrowhead at their normal training facilities if we don't get any kind of positive update there like once they're back from st joseph missouri I think that's when I'm going to start getting really worried. And I, and I've been Pete, we've talked about this a ton. I've been the guy that's like, there's no way he misses games. There's no chance. And I, I can understand why chiefs fans are starting to get a little antsy about it, but I'm still there. I still don't believe he is going to miss a game, but if he doesn't report to the actual arrowhead yeah. facilities, that's when I think you have to start getting really worried. I mean, like, let's just put it this way. And I, I did watch the clip from Sean BK, great podcast. If, if you missed it, go back and, and listen to it if you're on the podcast network right now. But what I would say is I don't disagree with them necessarily where, like, I don't believe Chris Jones is going to miss games. But I think what, what scares me is how many of us that are, are saying that now we're like, yeah, I mean, he'll be at camp within the first few days or he won't <laughs> skip all of training camp. He'll be there the second week. He'll be there the third week. We keep saying the same thing, and we're just assuming, oh, yeah, this will get resolved. Until it gets resolved, it's not resolved. And I, I think that is on the table. And I don't know what the percentage is, but I, I'm not 100% certain that he's not going to miss regular season games anymore. Yeah, we keep pushing the deadline back. Like we keep, we, and, and it's not the Chiefs setting up deadlines. Like We keep kind of setting these deadlines ourselves. And you know, it was, it was training camp. Then it was when veterans right. report. And we, we just keep pushing it back because – Honestly, at this point, it feels like he doesn't care about the money at all. He cares more uh, about the offer that he's getting from the Chiefs and the level of respect that I think that they are showing him by the offer that they are putting on the table. So 
obviously we'll we'll keep tabs on, on this and hope to see him sooner rather than later for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, another player that was out of practice on Friday, Tershawn Wharton, and I didn't catch the injury updates, Pete, during the press conferences, but did the Chiefs offer anything on Wharton? Was this just kind of a, a rest day for a player who's coming back from a significant injury and it was a light day at practice anyway? We'll have to go back and, and see. I, I'll be quite honest with you. A, a little tardy to getting down to Andy Reid. Uh, as it turned out, I'll, and I'll share this, because he did mention how he listens to all the reports, but the brother of Echo Boydo wanted to chat about Echo's chances to make the, the roster, and I, I think there's a real chance he could push through now that Nazi Johnson is injured. But I ended up missing the beginning of Reid. So no Turk today. I'd imagine it's just a rest day, but you'll have to go to that from the podium portion to – to find out what Reed said at the beginning. I, I Usually there's about a 10 or 15 minute window between the end of practice and when we get down there, Steve. And, and quite honestly, I, I missed the beginning. I, I, I'm usually pretty good at that, but uh, good to talk to, to Echo's brother and we're rooting for him. Yeah, we, we do love uh, the shout out there and we're all Echo Boydo fans <laughs> here on the Arrowhead, yeah. on Arrowhead Pride. But yeah, so we if you're listening to us on the podcast page, we will have all the press conferences available for you immediately following the commercial break. We heard from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and George Karloftis, so I encourage everybody to stick around and check that out. As always, please make sure you su- subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Follow all of our training camp coverage. We've got you covered preseason game number one this Sunday with the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show immediately following Chiefs and Saints. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. But with all that, we finally got some live game action coming up. We will talk to you guys again on Sunday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I am Steven Serta. Short practice on Friday for the Kansas City Chiefs as they continue preparation for Sunday's preseason opener against the New Orleans Saints. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and defensive end George Karloftis. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. Legereus and uh, Kadarius. All right, so everybody else will uh, be ready to go and play. Uh, The ones, uh, I've got it scheduled by quarterback, so... The ones we, the, they'll each take a quarter. So uh, ones will take the first quarter, two's the second quarter, three's the third quarter, four's the last quarter. And then, you know, obviously we blend and with special teams is a little different. Substitutions end up being a big thing in the preseason, juggling a lot of bodies. Anyways, we look forward to that challenge, playing the Saints. We know it'll be a good test for us. So it's a, um, 
both, both are good teams, and you know it should be uh, should be good to compete against somebody else. Um, anyways, with that time, Jay. Andy, uh, you didn't mention Pacheco or the guys who wouldn't play. Yeah, Pacheco. Yeah, he'd be another. One. He, he won't play. Yeah. Uh, you've always had your starting quarterback play a little bit, and I think we've asked you this before, but every year we see lots of them who don't play. This this works for you. What do you like about getting him in there a little bit with the guys? Yeah, just getting in the flow. You know, uh, pregame. You know, the whole thing there. So having to go through the warm ups and. Your juices are going a little bit more than what they do in practice. So just gradual ramp up. And he seems to like it too. Patrick wants to play, right? He wants yeah. to get out there doing it. Yeah, yeah. He wants to play more than I play him, but yeah. <laughs> How about some of the guys, uh, like we have Clyde hasn't you know, gotten a play since like last November. I think people are probably excited to see Justin Ross hasn't played any games since sure. a year and a half ago. What do you think? Yeah, so I'm as curious as you are to, for the young guys. Uh, I kind of know 2-5 and how he goes about it, so, um, uh, but I know he's excited to get in there and go. I'm a player like Charles Dominic, who's not going to play for the first few weeks of the regular season. Do you want to get him as much time? Yeah, he'll get he'll get time in there. It won't be, you know, it'll be with the ones and then uh, in a rotational thing from there. Yeah. So. Have you, uh, you heard about the comments involving Eric and Yeah, so um, uh, EB's a tough kid, and but he gets guys right, you know, and, uh, and so I, I think that's what Ron was trying to uh, get out the second time that he talked. That um, that that's uh, nothing wrong with that. That's his personality, and, and guys play for him. He's had great success. Uh, he had great success as a as a running back coach, and had great success as a coordinator, and and so. Um, I, I always welcomed that. You know, that was something uh, that that I welcomed uh, into the mix. And you, you know, we always talk about letting your personality show, and I think that's an important part of it. And I think when it's all said and done, the guys, will, their guys, will appreciate it. And he's going to challenge you, and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll they'll appreciate it when they're when they're winning games. It, it, the guys might not know this in Washington, but obviously in '99 he was your player. Yeah. How tough were you on him in the camp in '99? Yeah, it was a little tough on him. Uh, so, yeah, I had he and Deuce Staley, and both are wired the same way. Both are aggressive. They're, they're going to love you up, uh, but they're also going to tell you the truth, and that's the thing I appreciate about them. And they're going to – they know what it takes uh, to play at this level and at a championship caliber level. There's a difference. You know, there's a difference. So nothing comes easy in, the, in this business. Nothing comes easy. Probably in life, nothing comes easy. So you got to work at it. Andy, you have young guys that are trying to make a team, but not your team, another team in the NFL. What is your message to them about putting good tape out there? Yeah, so everybody everybody will play. This game here, everybody will play. And they deserve that. I mean, they've earned that right. They've made it through this part of camp, and they've earned the right to get out there. And uh, Obviously, we can't keep everybody. I tell them that. We can't keep everybody. Make the decision hard on Brett, myself, and, and, uh, and let's go, you know. We're going to give you an opportunity, though, to get get yourself on tape. And so prepare and then go shine. Hey, Coach Reed, on the back of that, how does the, the new rule with one big cut down day, August 29th, change how you kind of manage the yeah, roster? Yeah, I think all coaches like that. I, I mean, I understand the other part of it, but I, I think the coaches love that part. And 
uh, you get you get an opportunity to coach these guys all the way through. In that last game, they get a lot of reps. And even when we were doing four games, that last game, they got a ton of reps. And I just think that, that that's a positive thing for the guys to, to, to have an opportunity to make a living at this thing. You know, shine. One of the things that uh, I think Coach Pereira was talking about, the difference with some of the kids today coming out of colleges and how they've been coached. I'm sure you've seen some difference over the last 20 plus years of being a head coach. Are you happen to see maybe adjust some things with some of the younger players that maybe you didn't see? When yeah, I think when I think when you really get down to it, um, uh, if, guy, if guys understand the you know the, the end of the equation, so you you work from the the answer back um, on that, that they would all want to be pushed. Uh, it's not easy though. I mean, you got to reach down in there, you got to grab that thing inside of you to drive you through it. But normally, the end result is a positive thing for yourself and for the team. Coach, do you still have those the same energy and same jitters on every year? Obviously, when the first preseason game, you still have that same energy every year. Yeah, I mean, I have the same energy. It's uh, you know, it's I'm, I'm excited to see the young guys play, and uh, and then the vets will knock off their rust. It's an opportunity to do that. But uh, we're we're still in the evaluation period, and and so uh, let's make it a fair game. You can get out there and compete your hearts out, and you know maybe you have a chance. Some of these guys that. You might not think make the, well maybe they'll have that chance and, and uh, uh, to make to make a great team. Last one, Andy, for you with the barbecue up here today. What is it going to mean to you, the players and the staff? Uh, how they come up here to bring barbecue? Yeah, well, they do a great job with it, and uh, it's been going on a while. So, uh, but the food is phenomenal. I'll save you a little. <laughs> All, right, All right, good. Thanks, Thanks coach. Coach. There's plenty of quarterbacks who are established like you don't play at all in the preseason. What benefit do you get from getting just a little bit of time in these games? Yeah, I think I think you said it. it's just getting that that first. I always say that first hit. You want to get hit where it's not too hard, but you can feel it. I mean, you go through a long off season of uh, working through the pocket and knowing the guys are rushing, but they can't touch you, and so it's just different when you get in the game and you're able to get tackled and everything like that. Um, and I like to have at least one or two drives to, uh, under my belt to say that I'm ready to go. We're, we're doing the right things, and uh, Coach Reed, he allows me to do that. He allows me to get in there. Um, and adding the new tackles, it'll be good to kind of get a feel for them as well. I mean, they've done great in training camp so far, um, and I'm excited for them to get that opportunity to go out in, the, in a real game. Um, I think it was that that first season that I started. When, uh, that's that's when I really, I got felt really comfortable. I think in that first preseason, uh, I made a lot of highlight throws, but some of the little things that kind of sustained drives, I still was working on. Um, but I mean, I've always had confidence I was gonna be able to play. Um, but the more I learned and the more I felt comfortable within the offense is when I really knew that I was gonna be able to go out there and have success in the football field. I think about that one. I think I think about the pick that I threw to, towards Sammy even more in that game um, because it was. I mean, if you look at it, so it's a very similar play that when I threw to him in the Super Bowl where he, he got it down the sideline. So it was you got to you learn from your mistakes. You learn how to hold your eyes on the safeties a little bit longer. Um, but I mean, obviously it was a cool throw. I threw it really far, but we didn't play that good in that. If you remember that preseason game, and so that that kind of just gave you the final a little bit of confidence going into the season. 
What's your message to your teammates as the young guys go into their first game? I mean, cut it loose. Um, we throw so much at them at training camp. Um, coach does the coach and uh, Nagy and all the offensive staff and Spags. They do a good job of kind of simplifying it for the game. So let's go out there and play. Let's go out there and play fast. Um, don't worry about making a mistake. Just go out there and fly around. Let your natural talent and your ability uh, show. Um, and you've learned it. You, you've been coached up with it. Trust yourself. Yeah, I think I saw I saw EB say it. I mean, perfect. I mean, EB is going to be harsh on you. He's going to he's going to really try to get the best out of you every single day. He's not going to let you. He's going to hold you accountable whenever you don't even want to hold yourself accountable. Um, and it made me a better player. Um, and I think what he said that that was the biggest thing is he's your number one supporter though. Uh, he will go to war with you just like any other guy on your team. Um, and you got to know that. And you got to know when he's talking to you on the football field that he's trying to get the best out of you. He's not trying to put you down. He's trying to push you to be even better than you think you can be. Um, and so that's something that I, I think that they'll, they'll understand when they go out there and they start winning football games is there's a reason to why he's coaching you the way that he's coaching you and that he loves you. I mean, he loves every guy that he coaches, and you see that with the guys that have come out and said, said stuff about him, the Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, um, Tyreek. I mean, they understand that he loves you, and he's going to try to get the best out of you every single day. I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Yeah, I, I kind of pick and choose when I eat breakfast, um, and it was a little bit lighter day, so I didn't eat breakfast this morning. You know, the intermittent fasting, I've been trying to do a little bit. Alex Smith taught me about that, so I do a little bit of it. All right. What are you looking forward to in this game on Sunday? Just getting everything started back up. You know, it's been uh, – it feels like it's been a short off season. It has, but it also feels like forever since we've played a game. So uh, just excited to get everything going, seeing how the – how everyone everyone kind of gels together, the new the new guys on the team, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited. How much different does this feel for you than last year when you were playing your first ever? It's a lot different. You know, last year I didn't know really what to expect. You know, it's uh, it's a whirlwind. You know, being a rookie, not really the not knowing part, and you know, going into the second year having played, you know, knowing kind of what's expected, knowing what the game's like. It's uh, it eases your mind a lot. What do you remember about that first preseason? It was at first. It was a little bit of a blur. I remember uh, Chris and Frank on the sideline just telling me to just take deep breaths, calm down, you know, and just it'll be all right. Just do what you do. And, you know, I just remember just playing my heart out. I always try to do just uh, you know do everything I can to, to help the team win. Honestly. Where do you feel like coach in this training camp maybe pushes you the most? Whether it's something you remember from last season, something that's occurred in this year's camp. You said coach. You know, I feel like we've gotten a lot of reps, you know, and this, we've had a lot of guys that, that were first-year starters last year, and we've, all of us have gotten a lot of reps. It's both it's very mentally and physically taxing, this camp, as always is, and, and it gets you ready to play. I remember last year, you know, you, you feel prepared for that first game. I think we're going to feel that way this game, this, this first game, too, so I'm really excited about that. What's the energy like just right now? It's a great energy, you know. We're we're gelling. Everybody's gelling together. There's a great energy. There's a great camaraderie. All the guys are getting along, so it's it's awesome to be, to be a part of. Like I said last year, you know, this it's a unique locker room situation. You know, we got a winning culture and a winning mentality in this team, and you know, everyone accepts everyone. And that, that's that's awesome to have in a team. So, the young guys. But Charles is now going to be after the first six games. How do you know that? How does that change the preparation for you guys as far as you know, making sure that 
know, you get guys ready for week one, but also you want Charles to be ready when he comes back. Absolutely. It's always just next man up mentality. You know, that's kind of what it's, all, what it's always been. You know, we had guys bruised up, not playing, whatever the case might, might have been last year. You know, it was always next man up. You know, the next guy's got to be ready. I think that it's, that really shows how tough the strength camp is. It gets everyone ready to, to, to play whenever their number is called, you know. So it's the next man up. Whenever he's ready, whenever he's back, you know, we're going to be ready for him. He's a great player. And, you know, I, I, just like I said, just next man up mentality. Any specific of the young guys that you're going to have your eye on to see what they can do in their first kind of live action? I think for me, mostly the defensive linemen, you know, and Felix and BJ and KC and Truman, all those all those guys, man, they've they've been awesome. And just seeing what it's like, you know, you, you get to see them in practice every day, but just seeing them, you know, cut it loose and uh, really get after it's going to be it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to watching them. Feel like enough of a veteran to be the one who tells them to take a breath and calm down when they come over the sideline. I think so. You know, I think I had I had great veterans last year that you know that taught me a lot, and I, I try to be a pretty fast learner and, and you know absorb a lot of the things that they, that were taught to me and try to pass it down and and do it really the right way. You know, not not do it from like a perspective of ego. Just trying to help everyone out and uh, you know I feel I feel like I can just by telling them what my experience were. You know, just. Hey man, I know I know what you're feeling like. I've been through it. Just, just take a deep breath and relax. And you got this. You know, you do this every day. So I feel like I can to a certain extent. Yeah. Last one. What you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> for breakfast, uh, same thing I have every day. A little bit of rice with some bacon and a little bit of sausage. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Cool. Thanks, guys.